Hi po, I'm Deb Golicorder and we are podcast for today and um, our speaker is Brother F. Brother F, can you start na po? Yes, uh, yes, uh, should I start right now? Yes po. Okay, okay, please mute the mic so there will be no background noise. Okay, good afternoon everyone. Uh, Last time I said good, good evening. <laughs> it was not yet evening in the Philippines. Uh, in my last record. Huh? So good afternoon here in the Philippines. And those who hear this uh, recording in the file section of OK and Time Series. Uh, good, good, good morning and good evening also, wherever you are in the world. So um, I was requested to talk about the Bride of Christ. So, uh, before I begin, can I request anyone to give us an opening prayer? Anyone in the room? I presume in other countries there's no rain. Uh, there are, there's a big rain here, so. Sorry bro, it's too loud in here, so I cannot uh, go to pray, so. So let's begin with a prayer. Uh, Lord, thank you for this glorious opportunity to come and worship thy name. And uh, Lord, uh, before anything else, forgive us of our trespasses. Forgive us of our omissions and commissions. Sin of omissions, sin of commissions. Make us worthy to carry thy word. Cleanse us. I pray also for those who will hear this message. Anoint them with an eye salve, with thy Holy Spirit. And uh, use us, Lord, for thy, uh, in thy perfect plan. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Okay, the, the topic I was uh, asked to, ta- to tackle is about the Bride of Christ. I just have 20 minutes, so I'm going to summarize it very quick. But let's start from the beginning. The Bride of Christ is a mystery. It was the plan of God from the beginning. It will comprise His chosen people. It, it would not just be Israel. It will be what Israel represented, those that will be redeemed from all the earth. And uh, I would say the concept about the man and the woman in Genesis chapter 1 on the sixth day. Let us make man in our image. It's not mainly Adam and Eve. It is Jesus Christ and the church. Because Adam and Eve will fall. Those They are still technically uh, a male and female in the flesh. But the one new man in Christ, the real man, the man in God's image, in real, in the complete God image, God's image, would not be fulfilled by Adam. It will be fulfilled by Jesus Christ in the church. Remember, let us make man in our image. So the beginnings of the bride of Christ had its same beginning with Christ back there in the logos of God in John 1 1. Let us give several scriptures. Um, how do we know the bride of Christ is already there in John 1 1 in the Word of God? Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, 
we should be holy and without blame in Him and love. If you read continually, that we will be made accepted to the beloved. The beloved is Jesus Christ. And who are those that were chosen before the foundation of the world? They are the bride of Christ. Of course, there are many people that will also be chosen. But those that will be just second to Jesus Christ will carry His image, carry God's, that will shine the light of God's image to the rest of humanity, will be the bride of Christ, the church. Of course, before it became the bride, it passed through as the church. So let us give other scriptures. Um, Ephesians chapter 3 verse 9. That, that let all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery. Uh, which was hid from the beginning of the world. Uh, that verse 10. The manifold, the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church. What is this church? This church eventually will become the bride of Christ. Hebrews chapter 12, it's the new Jerusalem, the heavenly Jerusalem. So it's not made, a Jerusalem made of stones or bricks or mortar. It is a, a temple. Let us make man in our image. 
after our likeness. So, the mystery there, what he did, uh, what he uh, uh, instructed Moses to write down in Genesis chapter 1, it is a blueprint of how God will bring, create humanity in his image. It would not be through Adam, because Adam would fail the test, and he would fall, and it will uh, pollute the blood of humanity. As we have tackled last time, Romans chapter, Romans chapter five verse twelve, death passed through Adam. So, so by Adam, everyone dies. So, uh, in contrast, through Christ, everyone would live. That's up to verse sixteen, I think. So, um, Adam and Eve is just a foreshadowing of. Jesus Christ and the church. That's the mystery. So it's not just in the timetable of this 6,000 here just around, right around our corner. From the fifth day to the sixth day, look at the animals. The animals in Genesis was created not just in the fifth day. You might think the animals were the only on the fifth day and the sixth day was only for man. No. Even on the sixth day, the animals are still being created. If you read carefully Genesis chapter 1, that means to say, Fifth day and sixth day are correlated to each other. Correlated. So you look at our two last two thousand years. This is the fifth day and the sixth day. And God said unto Jesus Christ, "Let us make man after our image, after our likeness." So it, God speaking to Jesus Christ and telling him that we will bring humanity in his image, in their image, their image. Let us make man in our image. The image of God, which he also, which Jesus Christ also have, man will also be brought into that image. So that's the perfect context of how it will be fulfilled in that mystery. So we're talking about the bride of Christ. The mystery there, Eve represented the bride of Christ. Eve fell. So the rest of humanity fell. But did you know what happened to the church when it started out in after Pentecost? It passed through periods of apostasy. Paul talked about that. So the church also had a backsliding uh, we can say in teachings, in practices, corruptions, and there will also be the restoration of the church because God gave forgiveness to Adam and Eve. God should have killed Eve right then and there after she sinned, but Adam purposely disobeyed God in order to save his wife. How do we know that? First uh, Timothy chapter 2 verse 15. So in verse 14, it was not the, the man that was deceived, but the woman that was deceived. Take note, being deceived is different from disobeying. When Adam disobeyed, he was not deceived. The man was not deceived. So why did Adam purposely disobey when he knows he will die? just to save her wife, I'm sorry, just to save his wife. 
He will be a perfect type of Jesus Christ to die for the bride. Later we're going to talk about that. So, in verse 15, Nevertheless, she shall be saved from childbearing. The curse of the woman was to die in childbirth because her sin was connected to that. A seed of uh, discrepancy, the, the seed of the woman versus the seed of the serpent. So, nevertheless, she shall be saved from childbearing if she shall continue in faith, in love, and in sobriety. Faith, faith in God. Love, love for her husband and faithfulness to her husband and sobriety means she can she can control herself genesis uh, 3 16 thy desire shall be to thy husband so he was saved from physical immediate death from her sin because he covered up wonder in job it was also written i just forgot the verse adam covered his transgressions so the covering of the transgression is similar to atonement blood of Jesus Christ. How Christ atoned for our sins. It's a covering. The covering of his blood is like Adam covering for his wife. If Adam did not cover for his wife, God could have readily uh, exacted punishment to Eve with death. But their, her, their death, but Adam shared in that punishment. So Adam uh, stood between him, between God and his wife. So the wrath of God was not fully manifested to Eve. Adam accepted part of the punishment, so they both will die. So Adam and Eve will just go to hell together. So... The, maybe the Adam does not like the idea of his wife being replaced. In today's people, <laughs> they easily replace their wife, even though their wife does not sin. So we were in our church. They, they just, as soon as he found out his wife committed adultery, he immediately found a new one. So uh, here, Adam was willing to. Uh, forgive his wife and become one with him. Even though his wife committed something that deserves divorce, even death. So the type of what Adam did is, is a type of what Christ did. First of all, we as fallen humanity, spiritually we are harlots. But there are also supposed Christians that are defined as harlots because a true believer is called a virgin for Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 2 and 3. Nevertheless, I have I have espoused it to one husband that is Christ. Nevertheless, I have this one thing against you, uh, that as the serpent beguiled Eve, so your mind will be corrupted in the simplicity that is in Christ. I have this jealousy over you. So, there are believers that will backslide, and the Bible defines it as harlotry, whoredom. The book of Revelation, you can read the great whore and his heart and her harlot daughters. But in the Old Testament, Israel was the chosen people of God was identified as the 
wife of Jehovah, but would be divorced because her of her harlotry. And God used several examples in the Old Testament as the example of them, of the nation of Israel, uh, warring after other gods. That's the terminology. Why is the terminology used like that? Because it's about marriage. Serving God, humanity serving God is like marriage. God is the creator and represents the male. The creation represents the female. Now, God in Christ, the church represents the female, Christ represents the male. And this marriage is about salvation. So herein is a deep mystery. Why do people marry and are given in marriage? Why did God institute the, the marriage? Because Christ said, in the afterlife, there's no more marriage. In heaven, you are no longer married or are given in marriage. Why did God institute the, the marriage as part of procreation? What is the mystery behind? The reason many people, even atheists, marry and are getting married without realizing what they're doing is what God invented in order to foreshadow our the reason for our existence, which is Jesus Christ. If you go back to the Logos, not not every, uh, uh, all things are made by Him, and not any, uh, without Him was not anything made that was made. Without Jesus Christ, nothing made would be made. That means to say, without Jesus Christ, we will never exist. Without God seeing Jesus Christ uh, that will, who will overcome in the future out of his omniscience in his logos. Without him knowing that Jesus Christ will overcome sin and death. God will never have proceeded in creation. We would not have existed with me without Jesus Christ. So the very reason for our existence was because of him. Because God intended in his plan that our very existence is to be wed with Jesus Christ. That's why there's a terminology, the bride of Christ. Revelation 19, the bride hath made her lovely. The church that will be redeemed, if, of course there's the church that will backslide into an apostate church. There will be the church that will be redeemed. The part of the church that will be redeemed they, they are the ones most they're they're exposed to Christ, which will not be corrupted by the serpent. So they're called virgins. So in the Bible we have wise virgins and foolish virgins. And uh, but in the book of Revelation, there are the whore church or harlot church. So here in comes our destiny in life spiritually not physical physical is a type of the spiritual the reason god instituted marriage is for man it's for us to testify to show us there is proof that we need jesus christ you were born not for yourself it's not an optional uh it is not an option that uh you can choose if you want to live forever serve the real purpose in life, we must be born again. We must become the body of Christ. Um, Brother F, uh, okay, time my time is up. up.
let's proceed to our question and answer. Okay. Um, is okay. it okay if I uh, if I share about the life of Christ in a Catholic way? Uh, please make it short so uh, I can accommodate other questions. Actually, I have not it. I've not finished yet, but you can uh, uh, insert your explanation very quick, very quick, very fast. Briefly, briefly. Maybe some other time. But um, if I, if, if you're willing, uh, I'll share to you. But yeah, I'll make it short. But uh, right now, right now, make it short. But if you want to have longer explanation. And I wish to record it a different recording, and I'm gonna put it in another. I have a group for that. So yep. your expression is heard by others. So uh, right now, uh, maybe you can phrase it to question, but if you wish to explain a little, you can explain a little. Very short. Yeah, I but can explain a little. Question much better. Yeah, but because when you say bride, it's okay. Um, when you say bride, same as. Uh, all that same as Solomon. Solomon has two baby brides, has two baby yes. wives. Wife. He has uh, seven hundred wives. Yes. And when you say wives for marriage, it is pertaining to uh, to a covenant, to a deal. Those seven hundred wives that Solomon has, it represents seven hundred kingdoms. 700 kingdoms to give him an offer. So the offer, anyways, it's a girl, but that is a covenant between the, the kingdom and Solomon. These 700 kingdoms. See? So that is that is a covenant when you say wives. And then in Exodus, when you say, uh, in Exodus, as we can see, uh, as we thought that Exodus is the uh, the part, the, the climax is the uh, the Ten Commandments, but it's not. The, the climax in Exodus is the marriage between God and His people. If you read the Exodus chapter 24, verse 4 to 11, you can see that God is marrying His people through, through the blood of the covenant. That is, that is verbatim, you can read the blood of the covenant. That is that is the marriage. Okay? And then in Jeremiah chapter 12, verse 100, uh, 1 up to 2, it says, The word of the Lord came to me. Go and proclaim in the hearing of Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says. I remember the devotion of your youth. How as the bride you love me. See, it, it, it uh, makes you strong. It strengthened that. That uh, the, what happened in Exodus is all about marriage, and it, it is strengthened by Jeremiah. See, it is part of by Jeremiah, but unfortunately, they they apostatized. Yes, they became they Yeah, they they became harlots. So you, we can read it in Isaiah chapter one verse twenty one. Yes. So see how the people see has become the prostitute. Yes, amen. See, she was a rich I was was full of justice, righteousness. She used to dwell upon him. 
upon her. But now, they are murderers. So they, they become our law during that time. So, and if you see, God still loved the people. And in Ezekiel, uh, in Ezekiel, God still um, sending a prophet in order for them to come back to the Lord. And then, in Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 16 to 63, Yet I will remember the covenant I made with you in the days of your youth, and I will establish. See, look, look, look at the promise. And I will establish an everlasting covenant. See why? He will establish an everlasting covenant because the first covenant was destroyed. See, it was destroyed by the uh, by the. Okay. Okay, then. Uh, maybe we can continue this uh, some other time. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, hello, hello. Okay, so uh, someone just called. Uh, uh, but let's continue our broadcast. Um, uh, I wish to continue what I was saying. I, I remember this is very important to say. Uh, Adam may, uh, God made Adam to sleep in the dust of the ground. That's the time Jesus Christ uh, uh, was dead, and uh, he was killed on Calvary. Then uh, there is this. Uh, while he Adam was sleeping, God took uh, a rib from Adam, and the parallel to Jesus Christ. That's why he's just foreshadowing Jesus Christ. The hang, on, pastor, hang on, pastor. Actually, yeah, you're right. Um, uh, uh, Jesus is the new Adam, and actually, it's not a rib. Yeah, it's it not a rib. It, it, it's it's a flesh. Only, yeah, it's, it's only written by the Latin rib, by Saint Jerome. But in Hebrew, it is Selah. It is coming from his side, but not a rib. Yeah. Okay, thank coming you. Coming from his side. Yes, thank you for your information. So the side represented where the spear struck in Christ. So here we see some parallels. So what came out after the spear? Is it really a spear? Okay, that struck the side of Jesus. Um, out came blood and water. The blood and water would represent the church. Three, uh, three uh, elements came out upon the, uh, his death. Blood, water, and the spirit. He gave up the ghost. These three agree in one. First John 5, 6. These three agree in one. They agree that bear uh, 5, 8. First John 5, 8. There are three that bear record on earth, the spirit, the water, and the blood, and these three agree in one. So the blood is applied to a born-again believer when he repents. The water is applied to the believer when he is baptized in water. And the spirit is applied to the believer when he is sealed by the Holy Ghost. So these three elements are present in a newborn baby, literally. 
Um, excuse me, Paul, brother F. It's yes. time's up. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, you may use the podcast of my extra. I'm just going to finish my recording. I, I can still call you, okay? Okay, so, Paul. Okay, I'll just continue. You may stop the podcast, okay? Okay, thank you for listening to our podcast. Since the podcast is going to stop. Okay, thank you for joining in our podcast. See you later, 6pm. And so, yun po, pwede na po kayo mag-bumalik sa topic nyo.